Welcome to the Winner's Guide to Losing Football Bets. I'm your host, Paul, and we have finally hit free agency. A lot of moves today. I am recording later in the day, but it is March 13th. And before we get into some of the free agency news, let's first discuss what this period is and why it's happening the way it is. The NFL does not allow teams to tamper with other players who are under contract with different teams. This doesn't apply to trades as teams will talk to other teams, so it isn't tampering. They just, the GMs will talk to other GMs and shit like that. However, the day of the new league year, when teams can finally begin targeting free agents and try to sell them on their teams, players and teams were announcing contracts the minute it was okay to do so. However, the day of the new league year, when teams can finally begin targeting free agents and try to sell them on their teams, players and teams were announcing contracts the minute it was okay to do so, which meant that the teams were having contact with players prior to being eligible to do so. The NFL finally said, hey, you're breaking the rules, no one is reporting it, so what we're going to do is give you a two-day grace period to talk to potential free agents. What happened next? At the minute players and teams were allowed their grace period to begin contracting negotiations with other teams while still being a member of a different team, deals were being announced just as before. All this being said, no one gives a shit about what the NFL and its rules mean. This grace period really only helps teams manage their salary cap which they must stay under at all points. The grace period allows teams to make deals while not being obligated to be accountable to them for another two days, which they can then manage their rosters more effectively. On to free agency. You have to start with quarterbacks because that's what the league cares about. New Orleans did sign their quarterback, Derek Carr. I don't know how I feel about this. I feel that Derek Carr could have potentially held out for a a better deal or a better team with the New York Jets? This feels like a cop-out to me to a certain extent. The Jets are ready to win now. While the Saints struggled in a bad division, don't have much offensively, don't have much of a salary cap, and will likely have to get rid of a lot of players. And we saw today in free agency, they lost of their defensive players. And you have to imagine that when negotiating with Derek Carr, that the Saints gave them their plan. And Derek Carr should have asked, what are we looking to build here? And this first day of free agency was not a good one for the New Orleans Saints and Derek Carr. Alvin Kamara is still on the team. Legally, we don't know what's going to happen. Michael Thomas is still on the team. But This feels like there's going to be a lot of players that need to move on, and New Orleans is going to have to make a lot of cuts for this to work. Las Vegas also signed Jimmy Garoppolo, which a lot of fans were not happy with. Jimmy definitely is not somebody who is somebody you're going to build your team around. However, I think he is somebody who can provide stability. He's been on a winning organization the last four or five years, And he can really help develop an incoming quarterback. I do think the Raiders do draft a quarterback, whether it's their first pick or later on. But for Raider fans, I would just say be patient. I think what you're going to get is somebody who knows how to use 
a player like Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller. I do think that Devontae Adams' skill set is going to be wasted a little bit. Jimmy Garoppolo does not push the football, so this is something where you're going to have to be patient, but I think you're going to find that there's better decision-making here if Jimmy can stay healthy, and that has been the big if. That is why San Francisco moved on from him, partially the Super Bowl loss. Ultimately, it came down to Jimmy's availability. And then there's Aaron Rodgers, and it wouldn't be an off-season if Aaron Rodgers wasn't doing everything he could to dominate the media. He is holding the New York Jets hostage at this point. The Jets have put all their chips in on Aaron Rodgers. They lost out on Derek Carr, who would have been an upgrade. They lost out on Jimmy Garoppolo, who also would have been an upgrade. And now they are relying on Aaron Rodgers selecting them. If Aaron Rodgers decides to retire or remain with the Packers and whatever the Packers decide to do, they could cut him and then he could choose to sign wherever he wants to. Then the Jets are standing with their dicks in their hands. It's all because Aaron Rodgers is not a team player. He does not care about you. He does not care about the organization. He doesn't care about the Packers. He doesn't care about the Jets. He only cares about how he is viewed. To be honest, I think the Jets can do better. The Jets are a place where they can really do something great. And if they sign Aaron Rodgers, or if they trade for Aaron Rodgers, you will be looking for another quarterback in the next year or two. Why make this move now? You have the time. You have the youth. Do right by your fan base. Do right by the players that you have. And bring in a player who wants to be a New York Jet. Bring in a player who's buying in to what the Jets are building. Aaron Rodgers only cares about himself. He even spoke to it on the Pat McAfee show when he said what he wanted to prove this next year if he played was that he is still an MVP player. He did not speak about winning a Super Bowl. He did not speak to team accolades. He spoke about himself, and that's all he's ever cared about. The New York Jets could do a lot better and would be in a much better place long term if they don't get Aaron Rodgers. Now, teams that made moves today, you have to start with the Chicago Bears. Prior to the free agency period, they traded out of the number one pick to the Carolina Panthers. They gained a couple picks this year. They gained a couple picks next year. And they got DJ Moore wide receiver, which is one of my one of the needs I felt that the Bears needed to address. And so now they've done what I felt they needed to do. They, they traded back. They accumulated picks. Then they went out today, and I felt that they used their, their salary cap situation really to their benefit. They signed some defensive players, which is definitely a need. They got an offensive lineman, which every team needs. Tremaine Edmonds, who might be their best defensive signing. They front-loaded his contract, which when you're a team that doesn't have a lot of talent and a lot of cap space, you do that. So you don't put yourself in, in a bad cap situation later on. So I really liked what Chicago did. They were aggressive. They were pointed. Now it will remain to be seen how these how these signings play out. It's always kind of a crapshoot, and you can look at in previous years, teams that were aggressive in the free agent period 
often don't find immediate success. So I think Chicago just needs to be patient. They need to rely on their scouting department and their overall philosophy. And as long as they make some strong draft selections, they're a team that can go out and win the NFC North. And then there was Houston. Houston, similar to Chicago. They were very pointed in their free agent signings. They got they brought in some older talent, players who've been around the league and know how to win. They didn't bring in the frontline talent that Chicago did, but that's not what they're looking to do. They will be drafting a quarterback with their first overall pick. So a lot of what they were doing was about building that clubhouse, building that chemistry, building that culture. So I really liked a lot of what Houston did. And then there's Atlanta. I, so I am very intrigued by what Atlanta did today. They did not look like a team who was drafting for the future. They went out and got some defensive players from the Saints. They went out and they traded for Jonu Smith. They went out and got an offensive lineman. I think Atlanta is going to go after Lamar Jackson. When you look at the moves that they've done, they have looked to bolster their defense and their offensive line. I think Jonu Smith should pair nicely with Kyle Pitts. And when you look at their running backs with Corderell Patterson and Tyler Algier, this team does look a lot like what Baltimore had. Not a lot in the receiver group. They have a young wide receiver in Drake London, and they have an early first-round pick this year. I think they would be more than willing to trade their first-round pick next year and probably Desmond Ritter to Baltimore to get Lamar Jackson. Their cap situation is reasonable. I think they can make this move, and they've established that by what they've brought in. I think what you're going to find is here early in the next day or two that Atlanta is number one in who's going to pick up Lamar Jackson. Other teams that made moves, Denver, not going to go too deep into this now. I've, I've talked a lot about some of these other teams, but Denver made some moves. The New York Giants made some very interesting moves. But let's talk about some of the teams not doing anything. And probably if you're a fan of these teams, you're a little bit frustrated. First one being Baltimore. Didn't do a whole lot. Haven't moved Lamar Jackson yet. Probably waiting on a deal that fits their needs. This does feel like Baltimore settling in to a rebuild. And then the New York Jets. They did re-sign some of their players, but if they're waiting on Aaron Rodgers. And again, that just feels like an anchor to a, a ship that's trying to move forward. And I just wish that they would move on from him and, and just make their team better now and then worry about the quarterback position later. They could have gotten a Jimmy Garoppolo. They could have gotten a Derek Carr. But now they're, they're either going to be Rodgers or drafting a quarterback. And that, just, and that just feels like it's setting them back a year. And then Philadelphia. You have to be disappointed. And I know they have done a good job of building this roster. There's a lot of depth on this roster. But they have lost a lot of frontline starters. All of their cornerbacks are in the free agent pool. They lost both of their coordinators. Philadelphia fans probably are a little concerned right now, as they should be. I think a team that, coming off a Super Bowl appearance, wants to make moves to win the Super Bowl. 
And what you're seeing is a team that is maybe apprehensive because they do need to pay Jalen Hurts. And they are relying on the depth that they have built. So it will be interesting. But I think the Eagles will be fine going into next year. I think Jalen Hurts really showed a lot in the Super Bowl. Had the Eagles won, Jalen Hurts would have been the MVP, and he absolutely played like it. Teams losing players, again, Philadelphia. Don't need to go into it. They lost a lot of players, and over the next few days, they're probably going to lose a few more. Again, it's going to come down to their depth. They do have some good draft capital. They traded with New Orleans last year and now own their pick. So Philadelphia can make moves, so I wouldn't get too worried yet. Cincinnati, on the other end, they lost both of their starting safeties. They've lost some defensive players. I know that they're kind of relying on their offense to run this organization, but you've got to have a defense. You do not want to do what the Minnesota Vikings did, which was had a high-powered offense and no defense, and that's where Cincinnati's headed. So I am interested to see what moves they make over the next couple of weeks in free agency and in the draft. New Orleans, again, Derek Carr signed with them, became the best quarterback in the division, had a strong defense in New Orleans, and then watched a lot of their defensive players sign with other teams, specifically Atlanta. I don't know how you can look at New Orleans right now and feel good about them. I think they're already the second best team behind Atlanta in this division. And Atlanta right now is still starting Desmond Ritter. And then Minnesota. They cut Adam Thielen, which was going to be a cat casualty. And then they lost a lot of their defensive starters on a bad defensive team. An area that they needed to focus on, they regressed greatly and did not pick up some of the big defensive stars. There's still opportunities there, but Kirk Cousins is getting older, and maybe that's for the best. Minnesota probably needs to move on from him. He is not a winner, and he's proven that over his career. And finally, my 49ers. I didn't have a lot of expectations going into free agency. They don't have a lot of salary cap options, yet they still went out and signed the number two free agent in Javon Hargrave, defensive tackle. Huge signing. Clearly, this was a makeup for the Javon Kinlaw draft pick when they probably should have held on to DeForest Buckner. But but because of COVID, they had to make some tough choices. And what they could do then is not what they can do now. Javon Hargrave should be an incredible defensive tackle for San Francisco. They did lose a couple of players in Jimmy Ward to the Houston Texans and Mike McGlinchey, starting offensive tackle, who is signed with Denver. Largely those were planned and I am looking forward to what San Francisco can do in the draft. I am kind of excited that they don't have a first or second round pick because those have not been great areas for San Francisco under the Kyle Shanahan reign. But the third round on, they have brought in a lot of great players and they have three third round picks and they should be able to do a lot of good things with those. Depending on what they're looking for, they might be able to move up. But don't want to speak too much on that. I will certainly get to the 49ers later on in the next couple of weeks once we get to them. Anyway, it was a fun day. A lot of exciting things happened, and I know I didn't speak on every team. There were a lot of teams that made some really good moves. 
in a short podcast. We're just trying to keep it quick and simple. These were some of the teams that I felt were interesting to me today. So as free agency goes, I'll just do a little quick recap at the beginning of each of the teams that I'm covering, and we'll see how it goes. We'll see you for the next episode. Thank you.